Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. It's Friday, Emer. Or is that Friday? How much coffee have you had today? Too much. Too much. Oh, coffee, Emer. Coffee. Yeah, yeah, I think. I, I think it, We'll get you on the tea instead. It might be a little bit more, you know, uh, easy going on me. Well, do you know what, actually? I I love to try coffee from all around the world. And I'm currently going through a a period of trying coffee from Ethiopia. Oh. And um, definitely recommend it so far because the tradition would be Colombia or maybe Brazil, Puerto Rico. But Ethiopia now, I have to say, very unique um very unique notes and tastes and, and oh, really? uh, so yeah, and you like your coffee so yeah but I'm a bit of a builder's coffee girl and Maxwell oh. Heights and I'm happy <laughs> oh right so you're not a coffee snob yeah. mm. I'm happy no, to say I'm a coffee snob no 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 I'm I think I'm cheap and cheerful oh really yeah hey, well if you like to drink drink cleaner that's fine yeah. Emer. Oh. 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 oh, 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 do you know what, you know, when you're in a rush and sometimes you don't even get to finish your coffee. So I'm actually being um, economical as well. So, you know, yeah. you know, sometimes I find I go to have a coffee and then I go, I've had two sips and then there's like, it's, it's gone cold, you know, that way. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but I talk about going cold. I have a really, really cold feeling. Something's starting to go into a cold sweat. <laughs> Yes. I um, need a coffee at this rate, you know. I know what's coming up. I know, I know. It's your favorite part of the show. It's everyone's reason for listening to the show. Uh, it is, of course, the uh, the the joke of, of the episode. Um, and yes, Emer, I did drill down into the archives to extract this crown jewel. And so in the honor of our guest today, I have a toothtastic joke for you. All I can say is um, <laughs> I'm bracing myself for this. Boom, boom. The puns yeah. are dropping everywhere today. Okay, you're going to like this, Emer, and hopefully our guest likes this or we don't hear the door slamming as she exits stage left. Um, why did the dentist make a poor date with the manicurist? I don't know. Because they help? fought both tooth and nail. Oh. Oh hey, there's laughter in the background. Oh. The guest, the no, guest, no, the guest I think is happy. she's crying. I think she's crying with the pain of that, you know. Um, I, I'm a bit down in the mouth about this, but anyway. Um, <laughs> they just keep coming. <laughs> they just keep coming. They do. Yeah. Oh, God, I don't know. Maybe we can get some uh, laughing gas or something. Um, I don't know. Do we use laughing gas anymore? But anyway, um, if you find today's joke anyway engaging, you would love more of them. Please know you are in luck. Please you can yes. catch Philip's previous jokes and yep. indeed our other shows by hopping on to our Let's Get Social podcasts on Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify, and the Dublin South FM website. So do go check us out and fast forward through the jokes. No, no, they're the best bit. You think? Yeah. You think? So, Mr. Twyford, thank yeah. God, as I always say every week, thank God we are not alone. Not alone. Uh, we are delighted to be joined today by Bevan Mann, who is the Managing Director of Dental Tech Group. They are the largest provider of portable dental and denture services in Ireland and have multiple denture clinic locations around the country to ensure everyone has access to dentures that improve their quality of life. And that's so important. Absolutely. And Bevan is, is qualified as an employee engagement coach in 2017. She was accredited to the prestigious Business All-Star Thought Leader in Community Health uh, for her contribution to changing the way dental and denture services are accessed in our community. She's a passionate supporter of female entrepreneurship and supporting women in business. And she's a proud Going for Growth ambassador, helping to support and promote women in business serious about growing their business. So without further ado, welcome Bevan Mann to Let's Get Social. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm absolutely delighted to be here today. And I, yeah, I, I did like the joke in fairness, Philip. Fantastic. <laughs> um, and I loved, I loved the intro to it as well. So you kind of built it up, built it up, built it up. But yeah, no, it was pretty good. <laughs> that, that's good. You can use those in your client presentations or whatever you know no, no, i'm not sure no, i'm not no. sure about that but yeah you've been losing clients 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, you would actually. We well, keep so it on the back burner. Yeah, it's great to have you. Um, you. you know, dentistry is not always the the happiest topic of yep. discussion with True. some people. Um, yeah. you know, um, I think back to years ago when I went um, and they drilled for the sake of drilling, you know, that way. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I was the unfortunate one where my brother and sister would eat all the sweets and I would get all the drilling and the, the fillings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, so I'm really eager to hear how things have progressed since, since then, you know, and yeah. um, no uh, more scary no. stories. But it, you know, it's, it's, it's not the, it's also not the sexiest thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. we, we like getting mm. our hair done, like getting our nails done and things like that. And, um, but, but dental doesn't really invoke that kind of same thrill for people of the, you yeah. know, however, our smiles are one of the most important things about when somebody meets us. So if mm. we're smiling or if we're not smiling, it can totally impact somebody's day, um, how we mm. greet people and, and also how yeah. we feel about ourselves. So, look, that's what dental tech is all about. It's about improving people's quality of life so they can eat and chew and speak with dignity and confidence. Our main area, our main client base is the aging population. And um, certainly some of their stories, Emer, about dentistry, you know, 40, mm. 50 years ago would definitely be a little bit different um, to what we experience nowadays. Um, we do use drills, but they're not like a pneumatic drill that your builder uses outside, you know, to dig up the pavement. Unless <laughs> so. you have a massive mouth, Bevan, you know. <laughs> but it's, it's, a, it's a more pleasant experience. So definitely we would hear a lot of people saying um, that was so, so relaxing. I fell asleep. We do pain-free dentistry as well. So we only use anesthetics when absolutely needed. Um, so people don't have that same recovery, you know, the, the prolonged recovery of, after maybe a smaller filling and stuff like that. But mm. as you did say, our main thing is dentures. And yeah. we've been doing dentures since the 1970s. Um, I know from my profile picture, you know that I'm not that that age or Jeez, that age category myself. You look great <laughs> yeah. for like 50 plus. But I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, it was my parents. Like she set up the business and um, I joined in actually 20 years ago. So I'm celebrating my 20 wow. years with dental tech now congratulations and wow. yeah, thank you so much i'm really quite proud of what we've achieved in in that time because we certainly didn't start off we certainly didn't start off doing what we're currently doing now and mm. um, definitely not to the same extent we've we've grown into a i suppose a portable service as well so we as you said Emer, we've got our own clinics um bricks and mortar uh, are dotted around the country but we also have a fully portable service so that we can go into people's homes and look after them we can go into nursing homes and look after them and go to hospitals because sometimes you know even think we're all in COVID we're all in different stages of lockdown and things like that and we can get out or we can't get out I remember at the start of lockdown when people were talking about you know baking and cooking and banana bread the whole way oh, yes. that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah show doesn't go by without a reference to cooking <laughs> and everybody's yeah. having these fabulous meals and hopefully we're going into barbecue season now as well you know yeah. our main our main worry was about people who you know lost their dentures or broke their dentures or what mm. were they going to do so on top of oh wow yeah lockdown yeah. and mm. and they're in the category of you know unfortunately the age category of being asked to cocoon and asked yeah. to stay at home you know so certainly our service has has allowed people to have that little bit more freedom around their smile and, and being able to Function. talk and eat yeah yeah mm. i suppose like that's a nice segue i suppose into the i suppose what i call the official first question bevan um <laughs> like like obviously <laughs> dental tech has very much changed since your, your parents started yeah. the business um like i suppose from a sense of what makes your business unique kind of was there a sort of a a strategic reason that it sort of rather than just kind of staying purely as maybe as a dental clinic that you kind of saw opportunities to kind of go into the other elements and uh, just talk us through that whole kind of process if you can yeah, I think um, it's a really good question because I think originally it, it wasn't necessarily that we were very strategic in, um, I suppose, when I joined the company 20 years ago, our, our strategy meetings were in the local in the local on a Friday evening after work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We'd be having a chat about, you know, the next week or what went well and what didn't go so well. Mm. Um, I think the company changed out of necessity. Yeah. So, and, and providing a solution. So, about 10 years ago, it's probably almost 10 years ago, we had a phone call from a local nursing home um, asking, could we see some of their residents? And of course, we said, yeah. And we, you know, we could see one, two, three. I think it ended up being 10 or 12 um, people. So we blocked off a morning for them to be seen. And I do wish social media was around a little bit more back then because <laughs> yeah. up rocked a minibus with about 10 nuns in their habits. 
all out. It was brilliant. All out on a wow. day trip. Yeah, all wow. out on a, their day trip for getting their 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 mouth looked after. And most of them needed a lot of treatment and hadn't been to the dentist in quite a while. Right. And most yeah. of them need dentures and things like that. So um, from chatting to them and they were coming back weekly for 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 a time, we realized we were only getting to see about 25% of the residents. Mm. So the other 75% weren't mobile enough to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I suppose we we kind of changed how we delivered our service. We started to adapt to a portable service where we could actually go to people. And, um, and and a lot of the time, they're the people who need the most treatment because when we're mobile and we're able to get around, we have a lot of choice. Yes. And we have a lot of access. Whereas when we're not, when we're restricted, then it is limited what we have access to. Mm. So we started to develop that service around delivering. And, and dentures actually in, in certain age groups is more prevalent than in, say, the younger categories. However, um, and, and really, I suppose, a key stat is that 18% of our adult population over the age of 54, and we all know 50, some 54-year-olds, and um, yep. 18% have no natural teeth left. Oh, wow. So, wow. Yeah, a lot of people associate dentures with, you know, kind of our grandparents and mm. the, the image of the denture in the glass. It's not necessarily the case Um Nowadays. It's not a lifestyle thing, Bevan. Like, have you know, like, is there any sort of research to kind of suggest that as that sort of age group is eating more sugar, or just taking bad care of their teeth, or is um, it-, it can be. Look, it can be a, a mixture of a few things, but um, but yes, it, it can be to do with care, maybe mm. limited dexterity, so people not able to floss, maybe as well, mm. um, and obviously, you know, food getting dance, caught in between. Bevan, the teeth. I take it. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do a bit of that as well if you want. <laughs> I'm a big fan of crossing. I'll be interested. We'll let Philip go first, will we? Jesus, it's just, nearly, small, it's just nearly, small my kids wouldn't be watching. I nearly dislocated my hip the last time I tried to do that. So. Oh, too much information, too much information. Oh, brilliant. brilliant. Um, so like, I, what I was going to say, Bevan, like, have you, like, especially within the last year with COVID and everything, do you find that you have had, because people couldn't come out did you guys like go to their houses or actually we did yeah we yeah. did so wow. we ended up doing a couple of things so one of the one of the main things we were worried about was people breaking their dentures as i said we've kind of mm. what, are, what are we going to do in those circumstances so we organized a contactless uh, repair service so we mm-hmm. would send somebody out to pick up the denture that was broken and um, bring it back our team because we're manufacturing here as well we do have a manufacturing uh, laboratory here so we would repair the denture and we would get it back as quickly as possible and everything wow. contactless so at one point I do recall our guys saying that they had um, pulled up outside somebody's house and the, the gentleman stayed at the door and uh, opened his zapper, his car boot, uh, using the keys of the car. So our guys didn't really have to go near the front door at all. Picked it up and dropped it back to the same location. So um, really, yeah, making sure that we could contactless organize that. Mm. And we ended up having people posting us dentures from all around the country. So that's something we had never done before. We'd always had a walk-in service for repairs. Whereas Mm. now we were doing contactless pickups um, and and posting. I mean, we dentures coming from Mayo, Galway, Kerry, Cork, all over, all over the country. And we still do. So we still have people posting them to us um, because, you know, it's too far to go or they don't want to get outside their house and they know Mm. that we can do it. So we definitely did adapt to things like that. Yeah. And organizing, trying to make people's dentures in a shorter space of time. So one of our biggest things that we have been working on over the last 12 months is our 3D printed dentures. So. We're scanning the mouth and we're printing dentures and we can reduce the number of visits it takes to do a denture from six all the way down to two. Wow. That's uh Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's super like. Yeah, it's quite a big it's quite a big change for us as well. So it's um we're running both our analog uh, manufacturing at the same time as the digital. So we're mm. we're in a kind of a testing phase at the moment, but it's been really exciting. Yeah, I'm thinking about um actually my first time I ever saw dentures was my grandmother's and it went into her bathroom and I was looking at the side of the thing going, what are those? Yeah, Ooh, I mean like, it is scary. Glass thought, of water, you know? yeah, and the glass of water. Yeah. I will definitely brush my teeth every day, you know, because yeah. I don't want to be like that, you know. But um, but look, that's just the way it was back then. You yeah, know? and, and uh, you know, I see we see a lot of younger people who've maybe lost one or two teeth. Um, mm. and maybe they're not a candidate for an implant or the bone is resorbed and they, you know, from an aesthetic point of view, they want to be able to smile mm. in the photos. Yeah. They don't want to have that gap at the side. And we make really kind of petite um, 
dentures. So that the one yeah. you saw, Emer, would have been a, a like a full where somebody maybe had mm. no no teeth left. Mm. But we would see yeah. a lot of people where they're missing. I mean, there's a huge amount of our population. We all again, usually when we're talking about it, we kind of go, yeah, I re- that person is missing a side tooth, or I know that person's missing, you know, a couple of teeth at the side. And we do lovely little partials to actually fill those gaps. But it just helps with oh. doing and as well as the aesthetics, it helps with eating yeah. food. You know, you can get stuck into an L steak, you know. <laughs> like that's, that's a very interesting point, because I think when you instantly kind of say the word denture, people automatically from a visual point think, oh, it's a full set. Yeah. I've lost. Yeah. But what you're saying there is because I suppose a lot of young people like I used to do kickboxing. You know, I was lucky, but I, I knew guys who did kickboxing yeah. who lost a couple of teeth. Yeah. And, from yeah. from the sport. Yeah. An impact. Yeah. An impact so, to the face or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So having a little kind of kind of side infill, which is still probably as class as a denture, but yeah. it's not like a full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like a little partial. Mm. We would see people who would have been maybe in security as well. So sports definitely would have been a big mm. one. Um, rugby, rugby, rugby would certainly be. Yeah. Yeah. And um, having a little partial to kind of fill those gaps because when they take the gum shield out, they want to have. Mm. obviously the full smile so yeah it would be quite 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 popular and quite common mm. but yeah there is a thing in the head isn't it that we always associated with yeah. our older generation but it's not yeah. necessarily the case yeah. it's very interesting um and like i suppose you you mentioned there at the start when you were talking about the way the business has adapted Bevan, yeah. that you, you wish i had social media back then. <laughs> like, like how, how has social media been important for your business and allowing you to reach a new audience or cultivate your current audience, et cetera? I, I think it would be safe to say it's probably the most important way for us to access mm-hmm. our customers and our client base now. It may not have been for a long time. Um, and, and we certainly, if there was an element of feeling that our, our, our age category may not be on social media, but sure, listen, everybody's on social media now. And one of our biggest mm. areas for connecting with our customer base is, is still Facebook. Mm. and we're big fans of Facebook. We get a huge amount of client base from that. We get a huge amount of lead generation through Facebook. Instagram is great as well, but it's a kind of younger younger generation, mm. and a lot of the time we find that that is where we would meet family members of somebody we might be looking after. Yeah. Um, we do ac- We totally use YouTube, and we, we're on mm. Twitter as well, so we kind of use everything. Yes, Facebook mm-hmm. is a huge element for us. I like LinkedIn for me from the professional side. Yes, um, mm-hmm. and kind of sharing our message and things like that. So I do definitely love mm. LinkedIn from that perspective. But but for us, from a social media point of view, for the business, Facebook has been a real driver for us, and certainly it's getting bigger and bigger even over the last two, three years when there would be a feeling about maybe not having the same kind of impact for, for maybe other people and other businesses. So that's a- And do you find like, you know, um, I was going to say, Philip, you know, like we, because I suppose maybe in the business you're in, Bevan, um, as you say, Facebook is probably the more focused one for you because you probably get much more engagement um, yeah. going forward, maybe because of the age bracket as well. You know, do you feel that that, again, uh, all comes down to the things that you're maybe your content mix that you're putting out there on Facebook? Or oh, is it just course. you signed because of the, the age demographic? I think I think there's still a lot of education that we need to do around who dentures are for. So I definitely think yeah. that that's one of our key things, because even you said we do associate it with the older, the older population, the older generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there would be a huge population that that we should be looking after and do want to access and do want to let them know that dentures aren't necessarily for just the aging our aging population yeah it's all about filling the gaps and what's the best way to Mm. fill those gaps and for some people it it, as I said it could be an implant or it could be a a crown or it could be a bridge but for others it's going to be a partial denture yes and Mm. and and you know not just for the aesthetics but for the function the function of the mouth so I think for us other social media platforms like the likes of Instagram um, and certainly Twitter it's it's around educating and letting people know what what are the options for them what's available yeah because people you know? will search, well, people will search on the different channels and look for, mm. you know, um, 
they might be, as you say, Philip, they were playing sport or there could be even children that maybe haven't developed their teeth properly and the parents True. aren't They need something temporarily next. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 Um, it is. Yeah. Isn't it educating? Isn't it making sure you're right there so people can see what the options are? Yeah. Yeah. Well, very much so. Like, like certainly myself and Emer would always kind of feel when you are using the different channels, you, you try and kind of find the voice or the audience that your community on that channel is. True is talking about so like say with facebook you'll probably notice it's maybe a particular demographic and a particular type of content works with linkedin i think it's i think you're right i think a lot of businesses these days realize that they need to bring the the human element across from the brand and that's why you do it so well because you've become a face for dental tech and people know well bevan is both the professional but also a lovely person so that's does that Oh, that's what we do here. We butter up our guests, you know. I'd be straight around for an old crown later on. Uh, I, I look after you. I look after you. Thanks so much. I want a full plate. Um, I would yeah. make sure you have a big, big needle for him. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, Philip. Don't be put off by okay. it. Now. We look after you. Thanks You'd so much. <laughs> but then obviously YouTube, you know, the YouTube is another channel, visual, and it, exactly you're saying like the education, you know, mm, the yeah. rice, you know, should you be using a toothbrush yeah. that is medium or soft bristle um, yeah. all that kind of stuff the right toothpaste like there's so many kind of things going on you should use mouthwash don't use mouthwash alcohol free oh yeah, da, da, yeah. Da, da, da. Um, it can be quite confusing can't yes, it yeah it can be very confusing um but you hit on something very interesting because a question myself and Emer are always asked is you know how do i generate leads from social um is there specific things that you've done that you felt have worked that drove the leads Yes, yes. So I think it's a little bit about what you said there, Philip, just about finding the audience and who you're speaking to and what's the message. So certainly um, if we're looking at lead generation through, say, Instagram, as I said, that sometimes we're looking at a younger generation and we're looking at, you know, actively educating. However, for Instagram, we would, and certainly LinkedIn, we would be targeting uh, maybe family members of somebody who is in a nursing home or somebody who is restricted, is at home and doesn't have access to the services. So letting them know that, look, there is a portable service available. You know, your teeth are so heavily linked to your overall health that you do really need to make sure they're not being overlooked. And, And unfortunately, when we get a little bit older, um, we do look after all the other parts of the body, but the mouth seems to be a little bit overlooked. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then when we come to Facebook, we're actively targeting our existing client base for our private denture clinics. Yeah. So that's where they're, you know, uh, not necessarily silver servers because actually it's a lot younger than that. Mm. Um, but Facebook still very, I mean, I, I love Facebook as well. And I'm, <laughs> I'm in my 40s. So I'm, I'm definitely compared to my kids. They, I mean, I'm just not cool, cool enough to be on TikTok at the moment. But, oh, I know. Um, you know, I, I, I'll have a chat with them when I'm ready to go for that. But we wouldn't at the moment necessarily see that as a driver for us just yet, though. Yes. And I think that because it's coming to that. Um, but certainly for each of those social media platforms, we would look at what message are we trying to actually get out there? What Are, are we looking to generate leads? Mm. And if so, how would we do that? And for which avenue of the business would that be right for? Yeah. You know, TikTok may not be a lead generation for us for generating people, for example, coming in for dental tech's free, free denture consultation where you come in and have a chat with the specialist about what your options are. Yeah. Um, I'm just not sure how we'd get that across TikTok just yet, but um, we certainly would do that through Facebook and then, through LinkedIn, it would certainly be about, you know, it's the working platform. So you're working and, but you also have some personal issues that might be concerning. For example, you know, my mom is in a nursing home. I can't get in to see her. Mm-hmm. Normally I look after her teeth or, you know, or the nurses do with me. And now I can't actually get her looked after. What do I do? So yes, we would look at LinkedIn for lead generation for certainly the, the nursing home side or the home care side. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, social media is great because it's a two-way street, Bevan. So people can ask you questions as well. Yes. Um, and <clears throat> that can also help with giving you ideas for oh, people are looking for this, they're inquiring about that. So yes. you could use that to help with your lead generation. Would, do you find that at the well, Absolutely. So one of the biggest things over the last year or so that we've been looking at is a lot of people have on their natural teeth, they might have a crack or they might have a, a chip off the tooth. And we started getting a lot of um, feedback from potential customers saying, 
are you doing composite veneers? Mm. So composite veneer, it's like a filling, it's like a filling material, but it's specifically for building up a tooth or a tooth structure um, mm. and aesthetically building it up so that it looks really pretty and nice. Mm. And we found that a lot of people are asking, do we do that? And one of our dentists is actually a specialist in composite veneers. And just by customers asking, we actually introduced that as a, a much more available service to our customers coming in. So mm. um, certainly Instagram, that, that's how that came about. People were asking us, are we doing it? Mm. And, and, and yes, we are, but we hadn't really been targeting that message yeah. um, mm. going outwards. So as you say, two-way street, without a doubt, we're definitely mm. listening to customers. Ask, they're asking us questions and people right. are more interactive mm. on, on certain, certain social media platforms, which is brilliant. And then, of course, you probably then decide, right, um, that's really interesting. People are asking quite a lot of this. And then would you like, you know, like video is key for every business. Mm. You know, you know, would you then decide I'm going to create a video in regard to that query or that frequently asked question, you know. Absolutely. So we do. We definitely work our videos around what people are asking. It's nice for us to come up with ideas too, but at the end of the day, you know, it could just be our ideas. And, you know, sometimes we think mm. it's lovely um, and it's a nice to have. People are going to love it, but then it's not really targeting the questions that they want answered. Yeah. So okay. by listening to the customers, that's definitely how we've tailored those videos. So we are doing a series of video. We're very, I mean, you've seen it yourself. We're very engaged mm-hmm. with video. We love yeah. video. Um, picture speaks a thousand words, but a video speaks, you know, abundant yeah. um so we definitely like videos and i love get i love interacting mm. um with the customers yeah i liked actually yeah. one of the videos that you did and i thought was very interesting especially you know because i haven't seen it before is the oral scanning one you did yeah and you were the guinea pig you were the I was pig. i was I, d- I never ask anyone to do something unless i'm willing to do it myself so i'm i'm all a right. big fan of that certainly and that goes across the business all the team know that i'd never ask anyone to do anything um unless i was willing to do it myself so I was like, they were like, who's mm-hmm. going to be the first guinea pig? I was like, yeah, me, that's grand. I'll, and we'd, you know, half the team, I think, have been scanned at this point. <laughs> but the intraoral scanner is part of our 3D, I suppose, digital transformation that I, I kind of mentioned at the start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are looking to transfer over. So have you ever had a mold of your mouth taken? Have you ever had an impression taken before either of you? No. I have recently because I'm wearing braces. <laughs> <gasps> okay. Oh, fantastic. Okay, lovely. So how did it feel? Did you feel like it was a pleasant experience or? <clears throat> no, no. And yeah, no. <laughs> so a lot of people, no, no. And you're, listen, that's exactly what we hear across board. So a lot of people are getting a mole taken. They feel like there's all this material in their mouth. They feel like it's going to flow down their throat. It feels very yeah. stressful. It's, mm. um, and it's one of the, one of the main reasons why people put off getting new dentures is mm. they don't like that first stage, which is the mold of their mouth. Yeah. And whether or not you're getting orthodontic treatment or whether you're getting dentures or getting a crown bridge or implant, we can actually scan your mouth. So we don't have to mix the material and try and get the shape of your mouth. We actually have a digital scanner and it takes hundreds of photographs, mini photographs per second. So it's an actual digital image of your mouth, 3D scan. And it is way, way more accurate than taking an impression. Um, It's much faster, much more accurate. And there's no you know, unpleasantness about it because you can, you know, take a break. So when we're in the middle of a scan, you can kind of go, you put your hand up and we can take a break from the scan, relax your mouth, and then yeah. we can go back to it multiple times. Whereas with an impression, mm. I'm sure you know, Emer, taking the mold of your mouth, you can't oh, yeah. actually take a break. It's there. It's in the mouth for as long as it needs to be in the mouth to set. Yeah. And if you move your yeah. head or, you know, if the, mater- yeah. if the room is cold or the room is too warm, that material can be affected by that, you know, so with it the just scan. Shows you that, um, yeah, it just shows you that technology is not even moved forward. It's not even just digital, like as in mm. social media and online True. presence. It's also in in the surgery as well. Yeah. So we we're yeah we're we're big fans of you know digital and yeah whether it's social media now or whether it's our three D dentures, so we'll be designing our dentures on software and three D printing them. We've already started, so three um, yeah. D printing the dentures as opposed to making them in the, the traditional way. So mm. ideally, if somebody loses their denture yeah. at the moment, it can take a couple of weeks to get a new denture. Yes. Whereas we should be able to make it for them. We could do it in two hours, um, if we wow. need to. 
Um, ideally, we'd be hoping that people don't ask for dental tax dentures in, in two hours. But <laughs> oh, if wow. we had to do that, we could. Um, yeah. But ideally, it will cut down the amount of time that somebody has to wait. And even the number of visits, because to get a new denture can take up to six visits, mm. six stages, the mold being the first one. Yeah. Um, and then measurements, however, now with the scanner and our new, I suppose, our new method of doing this, we can cut it all the way back to two visits. So somebody can come in for a scan and we potentially can have their denture ready the next day, a brand new denture, you know, wow. so for. That's brilliant. So, the, so videos that, as you say, are really key for you. And to be able for to showing, right exactly. And yeah. showing those yeah. stages. Yeah, yeah. Making sure that yeah. people see that journey and mm. see, because there is a lot of fear around going to the dentist and there's a lot of fear around, around dentures and mm. what they mean and if I get dentures now to fill one or two teeth, am I going to be wearing that full denture? Yeah. Like, like my oh, grannies yeah. in, the, in the bathroom. Um, mm-hmm. So video definitely helps us to alleviate some of that fear. And yeah. and certainly with the video of me having my mouth scanned, mm-hmm. well, that can alleviate fear for people who are thinking of coming in to get it done. What does it yeah. actually look like? You know, yeah. uh, so. And I, th- and I think what video does as well, um, especially for say someone in your line of work, Bevan, where people automatically, you mentioned dentist, the first thing to think of is extraction, you know, oh, totally. or it's the drill, you know, it's called <laughs> yeah. Jesus, you know. Um, but I think what video is great as well for, for some like yourselves is that because you're able to put forward, well, I'm going to be dealing with Bevan and then Bevan is going to introduce me to the dentist who's Michael or it's Sarah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. God, they're so nice that they, they, they get us. They know that I'm going to be shaking. Like, I'll give you a laugh. Yeah. I, I went down to my local dentist I hadn't been to the dentist in about two years, I'd say two or three years. And I used to had gone to a dentist in Fitzwilliam Square, a super yeah. dentist. He used to put earphones on me and listen to the radio. Oh, lovely. And uh, it was a lovely experience. So yeah. uh, I didn't have a fear, but I was sort of a bit nervous going to a new dentist. Yes. And yeah. I'm in the waiting room and the girl comes in. Philip, right, come on in. Uh, which uh, We're going to scan your mouth first, take an x-ray. Jesus, oh, I tell you, the heart was pumping. You know, I was literally yeah. kind of had the face in. And this <laughs> thing was going to happen here? Going, yes. Oh, God. Like, yeah. What if they find something else, you know? And kind of, Gee, you have no brain, Philip. That's a problem. Well, <laughs> you know? we know that. <laughs> but you're right, though. You're right, though, Philip. There's so much fear, isn't there? There's so much yeah. fear around the trip to the so yeah. we do hope that the, those videos will help like mm. that alleviate or you know or get rid of some of the myths that we've mm. we have in our head that I like that as you said I'm going to get a tooth extracted if I go to the dentist it's not yeah. always it's not yeah, always it's not case. always that's not there like the, yeah like maybe there's an idea for TikTok you know you create a dance you know, and you show the fun side of getting extraction, then you and the patient start dancing around the clinic. I love it. Doing the floss. Do the floss. <laughs> we'll have to check and see what they'd be up for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, doing the floss. We could um, totally get everybody yeah, dancing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, I suppose when it comes to communication with your customers, did you kind of, like, have you gone through or is there something that you kind of, you you constantly look at, say, with the different customer groups? Because as you mentioned, you know, you may yes, have elderly yeah. patients, you have the families of those elderly patients, mm-hmm. then you maybe have the younger group. Um, have you sort of now kind of got to a point where you sort of now know how best to speak to them? That maybe the older generation, they wanted black and white, where the younger mm. generation maybe want a little bit more, take the fear away. Or Yes, would... yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. There is a real uh, element of of knowing who the customer groups are and I suppose identifying them so that we know that language that they mm. want us to speak in. Yeah. And I, I do think it's changing, though. And I think we that's something that we we do work on quite frequently to make sure that we're staying relevant mm. because with social media, everything is changing so quickly. Yeah. And, and sometimes we have an assumption, well, that worked for me six months ago yeah. and therefore it should continue to work for me forever. Yes. Um, but it doesn't, you know, and that mm. can be because our customers' expectations have changed yeah. or our customers are now looking for more information on some other level or some other layer of, you know, the, I suppose their journey and mm. and where they're at. So I definitely think that we do look at different types of communication, different ways to communicate yeah. and to communicate. So our, like our, for example, our, our communication with nurses and carers that work mm. in nursing homes and home care mm-hmm. would be very different to our communication to the, the person who wears a denture. Yeah. 
um, mm-hmm. and who's looking for a new denture or who's wearing a denture for more than five years and think, you know, because one of the things is those myths around dentures is, well, I get a set of dentures and that's it. I'm done for life. Yeah. And some mm-hmm. people are wearing them for a long time. But I always say to people, like, if you had a pair of shoes, would you wear the same pair of shoes? I mean, Emer, how many pairs of shoes have you got? Not as many as Philip. <laughs> no, there you go. no, Bevan, uh, Emer is the Imelda Marcus in trim. Well, no, her husband nearly no, died no. when he opened uh, and got collapsed by <laughs> an extra room, an extra room for the memer. I love it, yeah, but it is. Yeah. I kind of say to people, I mean, dentures are a little bit like a pair of shoes. You're not going to wear the same pair for the rest of your life. Yes, you need to make sure that you've got. Yeah, you need to. You need to replace them. I mean, if you wore shoes every day for five years, what's your, what are your feet going to look like? What are your, what are your mm. hips going to be like? All the supports are gone, and mm. because um, they wear down, so certainly. A lot of people wear dentures for a long time, mainly because they don't like the impressions. Mm. There are certain stages that they don't like. And also the education around it is that I I think if I have them, I can wear them forever and I don't need a spare. But I mean, we'd never have. I mean, we do in dental tech, we try and promote spare denture and with our digital workflow now we can make somebody a spare denture in like that a matter of hours mm. so it takes that worry around what if i drop my dentures what if i lose my dentures mm. i only have ones i yeah. can't go out in public um not that we're doing a lot of that at the moment yeah. and masks are certainly yeah. helping our denture wearers because they can cover their mouth yeah. um you know if they're mm-hmm. getting repairs but but a lot of the a lot of the social media and a lot of the the, the communication that we look at is around dental tech's messaging mm. to the different groups of people mm-hmm. to help a yeah alleviate fears yeah. b maybe re-education around what is what's healthy and what's not so healthy i mean it's not healthy to wear a denture every day the mm. same denture for years and it does build up bacteria it does deteriorate and no matter how much you clean it and sterilize it you'll never fully be able to yes. you know get rid of the the bacteria you know so it does need to be replaced mm-hmm. and and then if a denture is loose you listen it's well past needing replacing at that point if people are using adhesive so we do again it's around educating and, and finding the right way to communicate with the right people mm. and sometimes it could be that we're educating the family members of yes um but our biggest things, guys, is we are so, so passionate about dentures and educating and making sure people don't feel the fear around dentures is that over the last couple of years through social media, we have been trying to get rid of some of those myths and mm. get people talking about dentures. Dentures. That's great, actually, because yeah. sometimes yeah. when you hide things under the table, you know, you don't really want to talk about oh, them. And yeah. There's a stigma to it, nearly, yeah. Oh, there yeah. is, there is, yeah. 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 And like, I mean, like, it's not just even like you say on social media and whatever else. I mean, like we've seen um, a, a gain more in popularity with email marketing, you know, and I, I'm, I'm not saying that all your different types of uh, customer would be uh, engaged with the email marketing. Yeah. But um, do you kind of find it's a part of your communication strategy? Do you feel that people want to be kept up to date with? Oh, without a doubt. Things, you know? Yeah, without a doubt. So we we mm. definitely, our nursing home side of the emails, email marketing would be huge because mm. again, it's about educating people and mm-hmm. we would certainly have tips on how to look after dentures if you're caring for somebody, yeah. um, how to okay. clean the mouth, what if somebody has limited mouth opening mm. or what if mm-hmm. they have a swallowing issue, what should be looking out for. So we do a lot of that through email marketing and mm. While others might say, look, it's kind that's a kind of a, an area that's not gaining any more traction. It's kind of an old style way of communicating. We've actually found it to be really useful. I think mm. it yeah. depends on what you put into your email marketing, doesn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. It does. Uh, yeah. like, like myself and Eva, we're always saying social is great, but they don't build your oh, yeah. tribe on rented land, as we say. And, yeah. you know, like the, tried and tested. Exactly. Yeah, Still yeah. needs to be there. Yeah. You're. Yeah, you know, the traditional. Uh, yeah, and like definitely from an email marketing perspective, like the content you've been advising there, you know, how to clean, you know, why you should have a spare set of dentures. Um, you've lost a tooth. It's not the end of the world. Da, da, da. Uh, you know, how to yeah. help someone who has a, maybe a smaller palate or has an issue with receding gums or whatever it might be. Mm. You know, information that's going to answer those pain points um, will get your email opened. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And I suppose as well, announcements like your digital printing is fantastic stuff to be able to kind of say. Yeah, we're, um, we're such early days. I'm sharing with you, you, you too. So, I mean, it's yeah. we're at the start of that digital yeah. social media journey for that as well. So it's exciting. Um, it is, yeah. So I hope all your listeners really enjoy that and they'll be looking out for more information on it because we will start yeah. really, really showing some more of what we're doing through the digital 3D side yeah. of it. Just actually uh, on that, 
Bevan, before I go on to my next question, uh, as a side note, um, is that that digital printing capability, um, it's just I'm just based on my own experience with something my own dentist mentioned, yeah. is that something that you're able to, you could craft, for example, like say a custom fit gum shield, or is it perfect just for teeth? Or does we this... can use it in loads of different applications. So yeah. we can make night guards, we can make sports gum shields. Right. So yeah, we can make orthodontic appliances for straightening the teeth. Brilliant. I suppose our main core area has always been dentures and yeah. manuf- because we manufacture as well as service. Yeah. Um, everything we've built has been around supporting, hmm. you know, denture wearers. So even our our dentists would look at um, I suppose the holistic approach to, to dentures as in, mm. you know, make sure the teeth are cleaned before we make new dentures. If somebody does need mm. filling that we would look at that before they get new dentures. Yeah. So a lot of the work that we do, even in our dental practice is there to support the denture side of it. Yes. And then our laboratory, because we, we manufacture ourselves, everything is geared towards dentures, but we do work for it. So not a lot of people know this, but we are one of the largest dental laboratories in Ireland as well. So we manufacture wow. dentures for dentists and dental practices all around the country. Wow. So um, we also do orthodontics for yeah. those. So we manufacture. We don't yeah. have orthodontists working for us. We manufacture. So we support dentists mm. all around the country for delivering, you know, the perfect smile to their customers. Yes. And we can manufacture a lot of the devices that we we've been doing traditionally we can manufacture a lot of those through our our new digital workflow through the 3d printing wow. it's very very exciting it really is um, yeah. as if you haven't got enough on your plate Beth. you've done all this huh? hey, no wonder you need two weeks off i no, need I a week off just listen to it i'm not sure that i'm going anywhere but i'm taking time off yeah yeah, yeah. just to re- refresh um, regroup and yeah well, I, I suppose, Bev, like, like th- this has been a great story. It's a great Irish business story that mm, obviously for to share with us. And, and like, obviously, myself and Ian were delighted for you. Like, sincere congratulations yeah. on all you've achieved. Thank you so um, much. But I, I suppose, as a business who is actually really reaping success with with social, um, for business who may be listening, who are struggling maybe to get to grips with social media or generate engagement leads, uh, is there any kind of tips that you could give based on your own experience as to maybe things they could try or what's worked for you? Yeah, but you know, I think one of the biggest hurdles for for social media is that there's a a little bit of a fear factor around whether or not you put up a post. Mm. Is it going to garner any interest? Is anyone going to look at it or read it? And I would say that that's probably the biggest thing stopping people from doing things. Mm. Um, I would say just do it. Just put it out there. Start communicating. Um, The worst thing you could do is to not communicate at all or be so worried about your communication that you're trying to get it perfect. And it's never going to be perfect. I mean, look, I, you know, I do video. You've seen my videos. I love doing video now, but even still, I mean, I, I st- you know, we did one video recently and I was kind of cringing a little bit. I was like, oh, I just sound like so robotic. You know, I sound like I'm reading a script, you yeah. know, and and I wasn't. It was yeah. just like my 15th attempt to do it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. OK, I am going to have to concentrate here, you know, so it's never yeah. going to be perfect. And And I could have kind of made a decision going, oh, no, listen, I just sound so robotic. Let's not do it. But I really wanted to put something out there. It's a, we do oral care training for, for carers and nurses who look after people who can't actually deliver their own self-care. Yes. And we've designed this over the last couple of years because it was one of the biggest things we were spotting. As I said, the mouth is, is one of the most overlooked parts of the body. And mm-hmm. Dental Tech's just so passionate about it that we, we, we actually mm-hmm. spent the time put together a whole training course yes. for nurses and carers. Mm-hmm. And I was doing our very first video our very first video to promote it <laughs> and it just sounds terrible but I just thought you know just put it out there so my biggest my biggest bit of advice for anybody struggling with social media would be just go for it pick an area where you think your clients are even if you're not 100 percent sure mm-hmm. pick a, mm-hmm. a platform where you feel your customers might be and just mm-hmm. start actually putting communication out yeah. and start asking them questions and start just gaining that communication through the platform whichever platform it is and you'd be surprised Mm -hmm. just by putting it out there don't stop doing it or don't not do it as you say as you say if you don't give it a go you'll never know Um, exactly i mean exactly and i mean you've been you know driving forward with dental tech and you know really you know getting the brand out there um for people to understand your business and what you do you know um for other businesses that are out there, no matter what they are across the board, what would you give advice-wise regarding humanizing going forward? Because a lot of people are actually going, oh, like, 
oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what, yeah. you know, do I yeah. come across like being, you know, upbeat or do I be serious or, you know. Um, yes, of course. What would, you, what would you say? Because you know what? Uh, teeth can be a serious business as well, you know. Um, True. Unless well, you're you Philip know. and you're telling jokes, tooth related jokes. But yeah. Well, that's uh, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Truthfully so, you know. Yeah. Oh, got oh we've there. got it. No, I'm not sure I'm going to go along with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost for words there now. That's really going taking the to I'm with be you, honest, Emer. you know, I'm, I'm with you there, Emer, and he's still <laughs> going. I love, still it. I love it. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. So, no, in no, other I words, think, yeah. you know, just just to really kind of get across the 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 importance of being able to connect with your customers. You know, I think the most important thing I would say is if you have to be yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're trying to be something else and you're trying to be somebody else, it'll come across. Um, yeah. I think when you're personalizing or, as you say, humanizing it, you know, I. I think you need to simplify things. I think if I overcomplicated things, it would not only confuse our customers, it would confuse me. I, I mean, I mm-hmm. I like things simple. I like I like to know what it is. I like to know what a company does. I like to know from the layperson's perspective, yeah. the, the, yeah. the detail that will help me with that. If somebody starts using big confusing words, maybe it's industry specific, but I get I get lost very quickly. So yeah. I do think that my biggest bit of advice would be to anybody out there is actively trying to build up that personal brand or humanizing their company is, is to remember that at the receiving end, it is people. Mm-hmm. At the receiving mm-hmm. end, it's going to be a person and it's going to be potentially a decision maker. So the more the more simplified it is, the more targeted it is for that particular person and making sure that it is very human and very yourself. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to be something else, as I said, I just think it comes across and it doesn't work so well, you know, just mm. be yourself yeah. and, and don't let anything stop you putting it out there. Even if you cringe afterwards, like if you're doing video and you go, oh, I can't believe I look like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, look, if we did that dental tech, it never have any videos. You know, my very yeah. first video, I still mm. remember it. I think my face was bright red and um, I, you know, I, I, I remember my head of marketing, she was like, we're, we're going to do a video. I was like, are we? I mean, they thought she meant the royal way. She did. She meant me. She knows me. <laughs> but we did We're it. Doing that. You're doing a video, but yeah, yeah, we did it, yeah. and 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 it was, you know, it was okay. Yeah. I mean, it just, you know, I was nervous, and I, but mm. I just said, you know what, we're going to do a video, and let's do it. You know, so um, just get out there and, but be yourself. Yeah. No, it's 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 very good advice because I think. Um, when you are a self, that whole element of authenticity comes across and, you know, people kind of get to know what Bevel is like. Or, um, and something that actually we were talking about, because we had, uh, we talked about the topic uh, with a, a super guy um, last year called Neil Schaefer um, yes. on influencer marketing and the power of influencers. But there was an element that Neil was talking about where uh, you, your employees can be sort of influencers for you and something that you guys are very good at doing is obviously even getting some of your team on video talking about stuff and that's what that's great for for customers or for people it's not just all bevan it's yes yeah um, well our customers listen i mean if they saw me all the time they'd be fed up you know so they want to see our team as well and we have some i mean look we've we've nearly 40 on the team all together amazing amazing team i mean i know everybody talks about how great their teams are but look my team is just phenomenal i can't say anything better about them and we have definitely caught one or two of them at moments where we could hear them or a patient would call back and say i just had such an amazing experience yeah so we've started asking the team to share those experiences so that other mm. patients can see Brilliant. it. Yeah. I just, you know, we're, we're changing the narrative actually with uh, dental tech's client base. Mm. We're changing that narrative around dentures. We find a lot of interaction now because my team have stepped up doing videos yeah. and they're sharing. It's like a variety. And now we find that customers are actually interacting. That whole fear of like, the, or the stigma, as you said, Philip, around dentures, mm. yeah. people not wanting to, to say they have dentures we're yeah. starting to change that we're starting to see that narrative change where yeah. people are reaching out to us on a post a very and, and, and messaging us quite publicly to mm. say i'm missing these teeth or i need this or i need that and mm. they're okay having that chat and it's not everybody mm. um but it definitely is starting to change that narrative and i think that that's because it's not just me it's the team and mm. the team sharing stories or the team talking about what people will experience when they come into dental tech so hearing from like Mario, our dent- one of our denture specialists, um, Samantha, one of our nurses, Orla, I mean, our practice manager, she's okay. currently having treatment done herself and she's doing a video log of it. So when people see that happening, it builds up that confidence with them. And, 
we're now, yeah, we're starting to see people changing that narrative around that stigma about dentures. And it's starting to hopefully starting to shift. It's brilliant. Yeah, I know. Um, I can't believe we're nearly kind of coming to a close. It's been a great conversation with you, Ben. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much. Like something that myself and Emer have noticed, obviously, and we see this through, obviously, LinkedIn, you never seem to sit still, you know. Um, do you have any mm-hmm. kind of any new plans, personal projects or or dental tech forces? Obviously, you've told us about the 3D. Is there, but yeah. you're constantly always doing something. Is there anything else that you might be working on at the moment? I th- well, from a personal point of view, I suppose a personal projects point of view, I, I do quite a bit of mentoring and coaching with other business owners. And I Brilliant. love that. Um, yeah. I'm quite passionate about that because I do think that I've had some amazing support over the years from other female leads who've helped me and mm. I definitely like mm. to give back so from a personal point of view I do like to do that mm-hmm. um I, I coach actually I coach people all around the world I have a mentee in India actually at the moment wow. um who I go wow. to fantastic she's she's brilliant she's a botanist um wow. and she's phenomenal um so it just goes to show that businesses no matter where they are in the world we all go through the same stuff you know yeah. it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. you do what the business is um from uh, a business point of view for dental tech we are so focused on the 3d digital workflow now so scanning mm-hmm. the mouth printing the dentures and um, providing brilliant. providing the first ever opportunity for people to have instant spare dentures you know i mean you'd never go and get a pair of glasses now without getting your spare you know yeah. um whereas oh, if, you, yeah. Yeah. if you go back years ago where you had to you know everything was analog you had to mm-hmm. get measured and you know you'd get one pair you'd get one set of glasses you know and yeah. um, now it's all digital so it's the same we're just you know we're 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 at the forefront of this change so our big focus this year will be getting to that point and we will be scanning the mouth and keeping a scan of people's mouths and scanning their dentures and keeping a scan of their dentures so that if they phone us and say mm-hmm. i have lost my denture we It'd can do an crazy, instant yeah. replacement wow. that's not been available yeah. that has not been available before this year that's great you know? so you're so, basically clearing this uh, as i say you're taking away the fear and yeah. giving people yeah. that confidence yeah, and giving people options that they didn't have before. I'd say, you know? um, I'd say, Bevan, what's going to happen is you know, the way say people say you, you should have gone to Specsavers. I think <laughs> for their mouths, you should have gone to Dental Tech, you know, because oh, I yeah. love it, Philip. That, yes, those yeah. teeth are what? shocking, whoever you went to. <laughs> we'll be the spec, we'll be the spec savers of dentures now, exactly. So we That's yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just hoping you may, yeah, you can maybe uh, come up with something that can maybe you know, press a button and might stop Philip, you know, he might Talking turn it off in a couple. The tells jokes, yeah. Thanks yeah. so much. Do you're you gonna get rid of all the fun of it, Emer. That get rid of all the fun of it. You have to. Do you know what you could do is get him one of those books, you know, the best ever, the best yeah. ever jokes, and see if you can help him up his game. Like thanks so much. Yeah. Don't, you heard it here, folks. Don't, don't go, go to dental tech. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, don't. Philip. We're giving you a bit okay. of a bashing for your yeah, jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Emer's gonna get our braces tightened. Do go to dental tech. Don't mind, <laughs> Philip. Do go to dental tech. <laughs> no, do go. To, it's the place to go. Definitely. Um, <laughs> it is. It definitely um, is. So, but Bevan, it's it's been super thank you so much uh, you shared some some fantastic knowledge and um some very i think i think you'll inspire a lot of businesses today mm. listening to what, so you, what you shared so uh, it's just been great yeah. you know um oh i really so appreciate much, you having me i I, re- I really do i really enjoyed myself thank you so much pleasure um, it's great being social about teeth, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> that's, I know, I yeah. know, I know. There is a huge social element about teeth and then we're linking it with the Let's Get Social. And I just think it's, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Well, I suppose um, I, I'll sign off. Um, you know, you lost for words now, Philip. I am lost for words, you know, <laughs> at this stage. Um, no, like obviously um, if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again and to the shows on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and of course, on the Dublin South FM website. So please do download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And all that is left to say is I've been Philip Twyford, the Curly Marketer. And I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media person trainer. And thank you, Bevan, for coming along today. And hopefully we will see you again very soon. Face to face. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks yeah. for having me. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you again soon for more Let's Get Social. See you then. Bye. Bye.